we're gonna get into it. I'm gonna try, like, I'm gonna tell you the same thing I told, like, the, all the other creative people, that I'm gonna try, like, not to suck your dicks the whole time and be like, so what is it like to be really good? You're so talented, guys! It's part I of hope it. I never throw up on stage. I've thrown up before going on stage. I've seen it. Yeah, see, that makes I've sense. I've been there. <laughs> like, like, trash can. Let's <laughs> 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 rock! Aggressive, obscenity, shit, what was I talking about? <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Digressive Obscenity or Whip Crack, the podcast. Today, my guests are Motherfather, Karina, and Ann Courtney. Let's start this off right. Who are you and what do you do? Tell me about you. We're Motherfather. We're Motherfather. We're two, two of five of yeah. Motherfather. We're, mm -hmm. we're a fraction of You're feather. You're two, two fifths. fifths. Yes. Yeah. yes, to be specific. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mathematical mm -hmm. yeah we are the singers in mother feather lizzie is also the keyboardist um i'm the front woman and i let lizzie sing with me <laughs> sometimes sometimes if so, i'm in a good mood <laughs> so this is the first time i'm gonna do it probably the first time of many wow <laughs> Yes. Thankfully, Anna's feeling generous just about every show. <laughs> Wonderful. Okay, good. Yes. Because I could see that going real bad real quick. Hair pulling. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, like Hasn't I made said. It there yet. Well, shoving <laughs> certainly happening. <laughs> Plenty of shoving. Excellent. But yeah, is the, is the shoving scripted? No. 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 Nice. No. Okay. no. It's raw. <laughs> okay, so moving gently into the question section. Mm. Easing. Easing. Slowly. Easing. <laughs> There we are. Mm. Questions. Stop asking me questions. What is your first memory of me? Oh, oh God, that's a good question. Yes. Oh. I have something involving a funny hat, definitely. Funny hat? Uh, yeah, I feel like... Uh, funny hats. I don't, I don't share that. Um, I'm sure that like I could come up with something that would be sort of fabricated. Because oh. <laughs> um, so you you all we are, we just make lies. That's what we're doing here. Um, yeah. But I could certainly say um, the, oh, this is the perfect place to talk about this. Um, the night that we saw Nine Inch Nails together at Madison Square Garden with Woo! your now lovely wife, yes, Christina. Indeed. Um, which I like to think that I actually played a very strong part in the two of you getting together, by the way. I think that was actually because of me. Absolutely, yeah, I take yeah. full credit. <laughs> and, uh, and, and that was such a fun night. It was so much fun. And we, yeah. we, we like camped out on the sidewalk afterwards with all the other freaks. Yeah, just hoping for <laughs> just somebody. Hoping. And then, and then like hours later, this like dorky sign guy came out and was like, Oh, you guys, you're still here. Oh, yeah. I feel so bad for you. Here's a set list. And yeah. it, I, I still have it. I'm That's not gonna awesome. lie to you. You guys I still camped have it. out after the show? Yeah. Because to see if anybody was there, and I actually I don't know if I told you this, uh, I met Billy Howardell from Perfect Circle, and who used to play with Nine Inch Nails across the street from Madison Square Garden, and you know bald dude, and of course back then it was only about like Nine Inch Nails, so I'm like, hey, is Trent back there? You know, and it wasn't like you did a great job or you're really amazing. It was like. Trend around and you're cool, but what? Yeah, whatever. Yeah, exactly. Which is, you know, I've, I feel like cool. I've grown a little bit. But yeah, and I remember the very first time um, 
I brought you and Christina into my dorm room in the 3C, and we listened yeah, we to the fragile, like under a blanket. <laughs> I do remember that. That was brilliant. Yeah. That was a magical evening. That was before, like I think that was that was September yeah, 2000, uh, September 1999. Pretty much, like yeah. we turned the lights off. It was an and experience. And we listened to this like double <laughs> album, 20 <laughs> tracks. I told you this was me. Exactly. <laughs> But so yeah, basically this is when Christina totally had a third wheel. Oh no, 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 but this was snuggled in between them. You're like, oh, this is great, you guys, and you're like, turn it over, turn it over. But so yeah, here's how it was. You have red hair, and Christina had like dyed red hair at the time, and this is before my roommates like knew me at all. So I walk in with like these two redheads, and we're like, we'll be in my room for an hour and a half. Under the covers. Under the covers, and then like this like industrial music starts blasting out the room, and it's like. It's like, what the fuck is he doing there? <laughs> but yeah, that was that gave me like epic pit, status. So, yeah. Well done. Yeah. Well done. Wow. Thank well, you. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Okay. Um, what is your favorite moment or episode <clears throat> of The Simpsons? Mm-hmm. It's gonna be a Treehouse of Horror episode. Okay. <laughs> Definitely. So much. Um. Oh God. I'm gonna have to think about this. Do you, do you have one? You sure. Want sure. One first? I, you don't, uh, I, don't have one. I, I totally don't have one. That's Sorry. Okay. That's well, okay. That's okay. Tastes like burning. <laughs> oh, that's, that's totally worth it. <laughs> Read the 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 what, what are they called? Life sucks or something. The bunny. The books with the bunny. Life in hell. Life in hell. Yes. Yeah. That's. I have a couple of those over there. Yeah. They're Mac Rainings. Uh, yes. Like before those. he did The Simpsons. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Th- I read those in middle school. Yeah. I have <laughs> childhood is hell. School is hell, love is hell. I think there was another one. But yeah, he has yeah, he has like the one eared rabbit named Bongo. Right. Yeah. I've never read this. I've totally missed out on that. It's it's a precursor and you can t- it's a little more adult actually. Yeah. Like but yeah, it's fun. Yeah. He's a smart guy. Um I will say, actually, uh okay, speaking of like like favorite moments, I think I the Treehouse Horror Treehouse of Horror episode, um that that goes into the Raven. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, the James Earl Jones reading the Raven, Raven, man. That yeah. one is brilliant. Yeah. And I remember seeing that episode and then going and actually reading the poem. So nice. The, so the right. Simpsons <laughs> made me more literary. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think that was one of the first ones. Yeah. Um, excellent. Um, train. Okay, good. Um, aside from the train whistle, uh, what are you guys listening to right now? A lot of Mr. Softy. Yeah, oh god. His new Sometimes. shit. His fucking, oh, dude, have you heard the Skrillex remix? Oh my god. So many, yeah, so much wubs. Oh. Um, I've been on, uh, I've been, Facebook knows all about this. I've been on a serious PJ Harvey kick, like, recently. Nice. And I'm just, like, all the throwbacks. Lizzie's I've just rediscovered. Yeah, yeah, I... I like I never forgot about her, but I just yeah. I stopped listening for a while, and then like I, st- I just listened to uh, to bring you my love mm-hmm. all the way through, and like I literally listened to nothing else for three weeks. Nice. It, it's Did you like Let England Shake? I haven't heard it. You were I, just I, talking I, about yeah, it. Wow, that's, really? that's the next one I need to get digging into that one a little bit. Some of it I really like. Some of it I don't like. She's one of those people like kind of like Tori Amos, where like. You got to be in the mood for her voice, mm-hmm. but when you're in the mood for it, there's nothing better. But sometimes it's like a little too kind of yeah. One thing that I thought was really interesting about Let England Shake, she said, um, "There's a lot of piano on it." She said the way she did that was she pretended that she knew how to play the piano, awesome. so she did like you know the big grand hand movements, even though she didn't know how to play. It's amazing. And they found what worked and they put it on there. Amazing. But yeah. that, that that's an Anne Courtney. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
make it make Specialty. it up. Yeah, <laughs> make it till you make, make it. it till you make it. Yeah. Hey, it works. It does. I've been listening to Robin a lot lately. R-O-B-Y-N? The singer from like the... Y-N from wow. Norway. Yeah. Um, early 2000, like 2000? No, she put out, uh, no, she sort of made this this comeback in the past few years. 2010, she put out like, Damn. I want to say Body Talk, Body Talk Part 2. And she, her whole like persona is this like, I mean, she had all the you know, early sort of R and B. Yes, I remember stuff. one video from like MTV Two. Right. Yeah. Right. And then I don't know, her career was mishandled or something, and she disappeared for a long time, mm. and then came back as this fucking awesomely righteous, sort of wounded dance pop princess. Wow. All of her songs are about heartbreak, and, <laughs> and and you know, just like dealing with it and dancing on her own. Nice. And, uh, yeah, it's great. Oh, I'm so into it. It's good. Good trip. Good trampoline music. Mm. Excellent. Oh man, I cannot wait to talk about that. <laughs> um, what are you guys reading right now? <clears throat> um, I am reading a book that I'm ashamed to say I haven't read yet, which is American Gods by Mitvina. It's nothing to be ashamed about. This is something where, you know how there's people that it's like, oh, I've never seen fill in the blank. I'm not going to talk to you. Yeah, yeah. That's, not a, that's not a culture of inclusion. I'm not surprised you've never read it. What the fuck is that supposed <laughs> to mean? Rare. <laughs> 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 no, it's it's sort of a it's it's like a nerd. Uh, it's like, like a nerd Bible, Bible <laughs> yeah. sort. Yeah, it's 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 like crazy epic sci-fi, not sci- fantasy. Like, yeah, some sort of fantasy, um, but not fantasy-esque. but like. But it's Neil Gaiman, so it's never just this is a fantasy novel. It's, right. Yeah. Right, but and yeah, it's, it's one of those that's been on the shelf for a very long time, sure. and 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 it's one of those things that somebody's like, "Well, you've read American God." I'm like, "No, I haven't." They're like, <laughs> "Oh my god!" Yeah. <laughs> and so I sort of just sort of I, I, like ignored it for a while, and finally, I went on vacation and I started. I'm I'm maybe a quarter of the way through. So Excellent. It's well, it's a good time to get into it because yeah. like he's about to put something else out. I think they're putting together like either the HBO series of American Gods. No way, I didn't know that. I think it's one of the, or it might just be a rumor that they've been talking about. Good it, but timing, it's really good. It's, just take our word for it. It's really really good. It's really well written. It brings in like stuff from all over the world and all through time. And it's uh, it's basically like when you don't worship a god, they get forgotten, but they don't go away. Mm. So. There's some trying to do things and stuff, not to ruin anything. Mm-hmm. It's really well written. That sounds awesome. Yeah. 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 And you. I'm enjoying it. Putting down American Gods and Newgate. What have you been reading? <laughs> I am reading uh, the Paul Trinka biography about Iggy Pop called Open Up and Bleed because I saw Iggy Pop and the Stooges for the first time a couple months, maybe a month ago now. Wow. And it fucked me up. It was so awesome yeah it was so awesome <laughs> and i also uh read this book uh a few months ago called the war of art that i'm still thinking about endlessly and recommending to everyone that i know cool um and uh iggy pop made me think so much about the war of art because of how he does his work and i was tremendously inspiring tremendous mm. Yeah. That guy, yeah, he still fucking has it. He's like made of Naugahyde, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but but uh, what are you guys watching right now, if anything? Game of Thrones. 
Not anymore. You don't have to feel bad about oh, it. Oh, I don't feel bad about it. Oh, well, she's, oh she's, I don't feel bad about it. She's wistful that, this, that it's over. <laughs> that season's over. Gotcha. Um, I'm also still reading Game of Thrones, by the way. It's a tear. It's a tear. Yeah, one <laughs> small tear. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm sort of stuck in the beginning of book four. Okay. And uh, I decided to take a little break. Um, yeah. But, uh, but yes, I was watching Game of Thrones, and what else have I been watching? I don't know. Uh, I'm always watching, like, reruns of Better Off Ted and... Nice. And <laughs> I love this show. And, uh, you know, Parks and Rec and things like that. Definitely. Just, I, you know, eye candy, basically. Sure, sure, yeah. Awesome. I am super technologically challenged right now. We talked about this before, <laughs> that my, my streaming situation is, yeah. is dark. But I did, based on a very strong recommendation uh, from an artist friend of mine, uh, I bought uh, a very rare, <laughs> hard to find DVD of a cult film called Times Square that uh, I think we need to watch together. Yeah, it's about these these girls in New York City in the 80s, early 80s, that start a rock and roll band. And <laughs> it's like, a, I, from, from the previews and snippets I've seen, uh, it's a, uh, you know, coming of age film, rock and roll, nice. New York City <laughs> cult classic, uh, starring, um, Oh, Trini Alvarado, I want to say, who I've seen on the street, right near Fordham, actually. Nice. Uh, anyways, I am. That's that's on my to watch. Excellent. List. It sounds Good. intriguing. Yeah. Anything coming of age is fun. Yeah. Oh, we're always <laughs> coming of age. Right? Everybody's <laughs> coming of age. Um, have you ever broken a bone, Lizzie? I um. I fractured a bone. <laughs> I don't know if that counts. That counts. A fracture's a break. Yeah. Well, how did you do it? Was it like I woke up too hard, or did you like <laughs> every day of my fight life? Fight a truck, yeah. No, actually, it's a Fordham story. Oh, Fordham story. Yeah. Okay. I was in a play called Wasp. Wasp. Junior year Fake of college. That was the black and white. Play. Yes, the play was in black and white. We wore like white face yes, paint. Yes, 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 yes. I loved that thing. It was great. Yeah, it was, everything was very, very great. It was a, it's a Steve Martin play that's actually genius. Yes, I remember. I mean, yeah, I've, I've heard. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, I, we were sort of horsing around, as my dad would say. <laughs> as all dads, you all know, rough housing. You're rough housing, <laughs> and I was chasing somebody out of the theater uh -huh. and close on their tails, and they closed the door behind them, and I ran right into the door. But first, my elbow got stuck between the door, and then my body hit the door. So <laughs> basically, like, like the force of everything I had went onto my elbow, right it, and yeah. I was like, "Oh, I'm, I'm okay, you guys. I'm totally okay. Oh my god!" And then I woke up the next day, and it was like the size of a football. That's terrifying. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. Okay. I, 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 you know, nothing really happened. I went. I got some, uh, some X-rays at good old uh, Roosevelt. Across oh the street. yeah, yeah, of course. And oh, they were like. Yeah, you fractured it. Gotcha. Maybe don't use it for a while. Yeah, this isn't the worst thing we've seen coming from Fordham. No, yeah. no, no, no. There's no, yeah, yeah. Far from it. Anyway, that that's it. I'm uh, very, yeah. knock on wood. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you just broke something. Ah, my knuckles. <laughs> my piano hand. No. <laughs> I've never broken a bone. Wow. I am invincible. Oh, God. Uh, no, I have had right now. Yeah. plenty of stitches, but no, no broken bones. Mm. Okay. All right, well, good. Knock, you know, knock on wood. Good luck with that. <laughs> Hopefully, you know, you've made it this far this intact. Yeah, so far. I've also never been stung by a bee. 
Me neither. And that I'm is fucking insane, terrified of it. You guys. I'm terrified. You're Everybody's allergic. like, oh, it doesn't matter. I don't know if I'm allergic or not. Yeah, oh yeah. my God. So that's the thing, yeah, you know? That's the thing. It could mean instant death. Exactly. Well, not instant. First, a lot of pain. Pain, and then death. And then yeah. death. <laughs> Semi instant, horrible, painful, painful death. death. I death can't believe I'm in the room with two people pain. that have never been to Miami. Where Followed did you guys grow up? New York shock City. Reaction. The, the tropics. I was busy being bitten by snakes. <laughs> <laughs> the snake would like eat the bee and then bite right. you and yeah. be like, yeah. Oh. Wow. Okay. So I have a little more explanation for that. Like, the only bees I saw were around trash cans, and as long as you weren't a melted popsicle, you were fine. <laughs> but you grew up in the tropics. Yes, I was being squeezed by pythons, and, and and yet the bees were just like maybe like the bees were too scared to go down there. Yeah, I yeah. So. I don't know bees. It was more like be scared of spiders and snakes. Like, don't put your hand in a bush where you can't see. Why would anybody put their hand? Because <laughs> like, the tennis ball ended up in there. Gotcha. You know? Like okay. that kind of so, thing. Like, what did you do? Did you have to like rustle it or like just leave it? Never see that tennis ball again. Yeah. I just stayed inside. Didn't play. Didn't play any tennis. Yeah. Didn't play any sport. Yeah. Fair enough. I did that. No games. In New York City. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Same reason. Basically. Because it's like yeah. You never know what's gonna be. Yeah. You in never there. know what's gonna be in a bush. <laughs> yeah. Like a spider with a knife or something. Yeah. I have a friend who's in Australia who's always like, yeah, you should visit. And it's like, they have, uh, what is it, seven of the world's ten most deadly snakes and ten of the world's ten most deadly spiders. <laughs> no! And awesome. it's like, and their cockroaches are this big, they hiss and they fly. No! So you're walking awesome. around at night, you feel like, you feel something like a tennis ball hit you, you look down. <laughs> no! Yeah, Madagascar hissing cockroaches. Dude, that's Welcome to hell. So it's a nightmare. Cool. I don't yeah. know if I can be around that. Like, I don't think I can. Yeah. It's it's, I don't know. It's terrifying. Nature's that's, fucking yeah. Nature's it's so a nightmare. Cool. It's it a is nightmare. a nightmare out there. It is so the cool. Uh, do you collect anything <laughs> intentionally? Uh, besides boyfriends. Oh, oh yeah. snaps! Yeah. Yeah. Wow, <laughs> that's a good one, Echo. Uh, collect anything intentionally. Um, ridiculous costumes. Yeah. Yeah, but you use them. Yes. Yeah. Does this not include things that we use? This has kind of been debated before. Um, some people collect things in a matter of like, you know, like I technically collect Stephen King's books, Stephen King's books, but I read them. You know, like I'm, I'm, I'm so not going to. Or do it. we hoard anything? Is what you're asking? No, I'm saying like, do you collect something that is like Barbie's under glass? It's something like that. Okay. Yes. When I was a kid, I used to collect uh, pigs, pigs and you My know, dad figurines. Has a pig collection. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, yeah. But that was, I, I haven't really. You've let go of the pigs. Yeah, I haven't really intentionally. Yeah. <sighs> I, yeah, yeah, no, not okay. really. That's fine. I, that's, yeah. <laughs> I have plenty of junk, though. Oh, yeah, <laughs> lots of junk. got an apartment full of crap. Full of crap. <laughs> I had a pile of pants. Actually, there's still some pants right there. Um, pants collector. Because, surprise, surprise, it's tough to get pants that fit me. Sure. Because, you know. You're fairly you're tall. tall. I'm fairly tall. The thing is, I'm not m so monstrously tall that I need to go to the big and tall stores, and I'm not so normal that I can walk into, like, Gap or some store and You're say give me pants. Guy. You need the big and normal. Exactly, I need big and normal ish, a little ish. on the tall side. Um, so like Tallish. those two need big to be um, hemmed, and I have to bring them to some place, and so it's never going to happen. Right. And up until just recently, I had a really uh, like a new pair of pants that the third time I wore them, the zipper just exploded. Oh man! Like the only like. God. <laughs> You know? It's like that. Yeah, and that was there. That's Zipper shrapnel. Zipper shrapnel in people's eyes, and I'm just like, oh! Ah! Yeah, exactly. 
It was like a scene from, from D-Day. Um, <laughs> and I, I finally got the zipper replaced, and I'm looking forward to wearing these well pants. Well done. That's yeah. very proactive of you. Yes. Um, it happened eventually. Um, okay, so Lizzie, your phone rings. Mm-hmm. It's Robert Hollywood, the vice president of Hollywood, and he wants one <laughs> suggestion from you on how to improve Mom. the entertainment industry. How to improve the entertainment industry. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Or a change you would like to see made. Basically, he's going through the phone book and like, he's got you. Help me help you. Um, uh, hire me for all of the best roles. Okay. <laughs> all right. That's, that's number that's one. That's completely fair. Oh, it's just the one. This is the one wish. Oh, oh God, that's yeah. it. He's a busy man. Oh, he's right. Robert Hollywood. He's, he's the got, a, he's got other people to <laughs> he's call. He's got a lot of people to call. Oh, yeah. Nice. He's going to call Anne in a minute. Yeah. Oh, sh- <laughs> I'm glad he called me first. Um, it's going alphabetically. <laughs> entertainment industry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, okay. All right. In all seriousness. <laughs> um, Get to the truth. Other than hiring me for all the best roles. Um, I would say take more risks. That's some fucking art. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Take more risks. Like some of the art. best movies of the past few years have been totally risky. Definitely. The artist being one that comes to mind. Sure, sure. Um, that was off the beaten path. Uh, more more like that. I mean, not like that, but more. <laughs> Maybe more black and white kind of silent film <laughs> right, kind of right. things. I actually love silent film, so I'd be totally down with that. Yeah. Yeah, that's my answer. Okay. Yeah, what the do I know about the entertainment industry? Nothing. Um, you're in it. Yeah, you're a part of this machine. I am. We're all a part of this machine. We're cogs. We're tiny little cogs. We're not as, Rob as, Lowe. As as a performer or an audience member. As an audience member, or you know whatever. This is the vice president of Hollywood. He's yeah. on the phone with you. Yeah. Maybe Hollywood. He just has a pen and a piece of paper. See, but if it's movies, you know what? One thing that I think is it's in such a state uh, is. Uh, Theater. Why? It's like my mom was in town recently mm-hmm. and said, "Oh, I would like to take you to the theater." Oh. And you know, would you like to see a Broadway show? And I thought, no, not really. Um, <laughs> but I want to go see uh, at the Public the David Byrne show about Imelda Marcos, right? And yeah, you know, tickets are sold out till eternity, but they're so expensive. Yeah. Like, and just. Oh God! It's like no. Who can, af- who can afford it? Mm-hmm. Who can afford it? This is what I don't understand. Even though they're so expensive, and who can afford it? But they're sold out every night for the next year and a half. So who are these people? I'm thinking they're the people who are buying them. Yeah. I don't. I don't there know. are a lot of people in New York City that have a lot of money. Okay, that is true. that's true. I don't know. Like, for, for my bachelor party, I had an ingling. Like, maybe I kind of wanted to see Book of Mormon. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan of South Park, but everybody is saying that, like, it is actually it's really funny stuff yeah. you've never seen before. Yeah. And it's like, the shitty tickets were $150 each. God. Yeah, dude, that sucks. I feel that way, actually, about con- concert seats, oh, too. Christ. And this, yes. this yeah. I've, I've sort of ranted about this before, and I don't like to rant. This is a place for ranting. It's gauche. Yeah. But, all right. Oh, then I'm going to go. Let you have it. Rant your dick off. Go <laughs> nuts. Uh, concert ticket resale. Oh, StubHub. Dude, that is dirty, dirty business. You and know Ticketmaster owns StubHub. Uh, oh, yeah. God. So it's like, oh, yeah. So sorry. they make yeah. a percentage on every StubHub. Oh, yeah. Right. That's old. They that make a percentage dirty. on it. Yeah. So that, uh, I got... So recently, yeah, I faced that with, uh, I wanted to go see the Yeah, yeah, yeah for mm-hmm. the first time. And, uh, you know, was at the ready 
with credit card in hand, like uh -huh. the second tickets went on sale, and yeah. you know all the computer programs have bought them up already. And yeah. I just I, it is like, I don't know, like when we are playing at the Barclays Center and our shit is being <laughs> sold, bootlegged and rebootlegged and right. sold and scalped. Like, what the fuck are we gonna do about that? We we gotta think about it now. Yeah, we gotta plan. So. We have just hmm. had fun with the questions. We've had we've had our time with the questions. Mm -hmm. Now, now let's no more fun. Let no more fun. Fun's Fun's over. Over. Now I'm going to read to you names of people who died at Auschwitz. <laughs> oh no, I'm not going to do that. Now let's digress. What? What is the first movie you remember seeing, and how did it affect you? Uh, God, probably in the theater, the first movie I remember seeing was, I think, Song of the South. You know that Disney movie? Oh my God, the racist one that they don't talk about anymore. Yeah, I think I saw that <laughs> in the theater. Wow! Like for somebody's birthday party or something, we all, like a bunch of kids went to Song of the South. I don't really remember it. That's probably But I better. remember the dude with the bird. <laughs> Uncle Remus. Uncle Remus? <laughs> Uncle Rufus? I don't know. The guy who was clearly a slave. Yeah, I no idea it's what so, movie you were talking about. So, how did it affect me? Obviously, not very much because I don't. That's probably better. So, <laughs> sorry, this out. Just a quick, quick little thing uh -huh. for for um, for our listeners. For those for, listener, for those listeners don't who know. don't understand old school racism and how it was totally <laughs> acceptable back then, especially um, by Disney. Oh, especially Disney. Yeah. In the early eighties. When was it? From? When oh, was it was the from movie? the twenties or thirties or forties. They must have had it in the theater in the yeah. 80s, but then it got banned. Like, Disney banned that because it was like, oh, that's Painful. not appropriate. Wow. But no yeah, idea. so you know the song Zippity Doodah, right? Yeah. Everybody knows Zippity Doodah. Sure. It's a song from a movie called uh, Song of the South that um, it has the characters Br'er Rabbit and Br'er Fox and Br'er Bear. Yes. And there were just some racist undertones, like the thing that Br'er Rabbit gets his hand stuck in is called a tar baby. That's racist. Um, there's like there's an old <laughs> no. guy who I don't think they say you are a slave, but it's clear that he's like the old black man on the plantation. Gather round, children, I'll tell you a story. Oh, no. And they're singing zippity doo dah, and it's like, yeah, that's not appropriate. It's just yeah. Wow. Um, so you couldn't. I mean, how how oh, the censored has it. has it? Yeah. Oh no, they, they didn't censor it, it. They just like. Could you find it on Netflix? That's. What oh no, no 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 no! As in like. Like, it's not coming out on DVD. It's not. Com I don't know if it did come out on video. It's just one of those things. Like, it was okay the at the time, but yeah. let's push it. Yeah, let's let's. <laughs> <clears throat> and they tried to rebrand it with Splash Mountain in Disney World, where they have like a you know zippity doo dah, and it's like a flume ride with the characters, but no mention of Tar Babies, no mention of Uncle Remus. Wow. Yeah. That's so amazing. It's, Interesting. Yeah. Everybody has their history. I mean. I think there was some sort of a weird Mickey Mouse Nazi thing. Of I don't there know. Was. Or something. No, there was there was a Donald Duck had a bad dream that he was a Nazi. And it was called those, Yeah, and it was Looney Tunes, the Looney Tunes cartoons. Ooh, yeah. They yeah. were they were straight up. But again, that was okay back then. Right. Like whenever somebody would like look into the barrel of a gun and it would explode and their face would be bright and shiny and black and they'd have big lips. It's like Oh, okay. Moving on, you know. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So. Oh, thank you, Disney. First off, uh, first. <laughs> um, yeah. you, know, you know, I I don't have such a vivid memory. I it's probably something like 
Bambi or Snow White or sure. like one of those Disney movies. I watched a lot of Disney growing up. As did I. Nothing I really should have. No, I mean, there's a lot of good yeah. storytelling going on there. Definitely. There's definitely a lot of stereotypes, some of which are not <laughs> very acceptable these days. Yeah, but also archetypes. There are archetypes. Yeah, there's it, archetypes and there's stereotypes. Those movies taught me a lot about <laughs> storytelling in, in general. Sure. Um, and a lot of them I, I, I love very much. Um, I think, like, Lady and the Tramp is always a favorite of mine. It's a good one. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, there's, I don't have, like, a very strong like emotional uh memory about about early stuff like that i just yeah um what is the uh tell me the last dream you remember this oh no (laughs) i was trying to remember my dream from last night earlier and and i don't even know if i could even like give you an image that's Uh, okay just the last one you do remember oh god i mean i really have to think about this Sure. And do you have it when um, you come back to land? Uh, yeah, but I'm not telling. <laughs> oh, okay. That's fine. That's you know, fine. I do have dreams. I'm I'm in a, a show right now that involves a lot of um, uh, movement of audience members. Mm-hmm. And I do have a lot of dreams about uh, getting uh, hearing cues and moving people nice. on cue. Ah, or wow. being late for my cue and, and moving people and, and being scared about not getting to them in time. I have that as a recurring thing. Yeah. Nice. Actually, no, the other day, this is one I feel comfortable sharing. <laughs> <laughs> the other, that won't tell you about the, the black recesses of my soul. Sure. Uh, my psychotherapy d- podcast records <laughs> on Wednesdays, so if you want to come in for that, that's a totally different thing. Yeah. <laughs> I dreamt that I shaved my eyebrows off behind the bar. I was working, uh, I was bartending, and I very impulsively shaved my eyebrow with a bic dry with a oh bic god owie and, and then razor burn and yeah. then instantly regretted it <laughs> <laughs> I was like, and i totally know that it was a dream about my sometimes lack of impulse control and i was like oh man fuck what now why did i do that it's gonna take a really long fucking time for them to grow back in oh. but i was <laughs> I was relieved because I was like, at least my bangs are long enough to you cover. Just, yeah. Yeah. That's something. It's interesting. When it people, very vivid <laughs> dream. When people That's do funny. shave their eyebrows, there's something about it. Like, you don't pick it up at first. It's like, there's something weird about yeah, your yeah, face. Yep. And then either you do put it together or yeah. you don't. And it just sticks in your head like, they looked real weird. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, something's I have wrong a, with their face. Yeah, something's wrong with your face. Yeah. I met this person recently where... They had, uh, turns out they had singed off their eyebrows in a welding accident. Um, but I was like, I just assumed that you shaved them, like, in the wall or something. Maybe that, the dream is partly about that as well. Possibly. But wow. Welding accident. That's, Ow. that's horrifying. You're like, supposed oh, to just, wear he those. Was, he was right. like, oh, I was just welding something really quickly. It was just like a quick, that's how it happens. Yeah, <laughs> lava's hot all the time. And, and, like, you know, those, those magnesium lights, those are hot all the time. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, at least yeah. hopefully he'll learn from that. You know, every time he looks surprised at himself in the mirror. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh, oh, that's right. Um, and what is the worst job you've ever had? I've been very blessed mm. in that I've always, I've never had to do anything too, too insufferable, too demeaning. Uh, you know, it's been a lot of looking after drunks and changing diapers and, sure. uh, I mean 
the, the drunk stuntman. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I'm picturing it's like that just yeah. sounds pretty horrifying. It's either drunk babies. New York City is a rough job. <laughs> yeah, comes with the territory. Trust me, in New York City, there are a lot worse jobs than changing drunk yes, diapers. Yes, there are. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely, and that's why I say that I've been, I've, I've been pretty, pretty blessed. Yeah. In that sure. Hey. In that way. Liz, worst job ever. Um. Friendlies. <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna have to be my first job of my whole life. Which, okay. Well, aside from babysitting, which I did forever, uh, <laughs> which was as a um, I forget what we were called. It was like a we we're not called waitresses. Uh-huh. We were called like friends. Friend. Yeah, I don't know something <laughs> awful at, at friendlies. At friendlies. Yes. It was a horrible job. It they called you friends. No, it, that's I mean. not right. But they they had a word that we were called that wasn't waiters or waitresses. Oh like, yeah, to kind of sugarcoat it. Yeah, yeah. It was at like the Disney store they called us cast members. Oh Jesus. Yeah. It's like sugarcoated. Yeah. Hey, no. They and then the funny thing is, I'm going to reveal a secret about the Disney Corporation. So when someone Here comes into is. the store as a shopper, they are. Oh fuck. Um. Secret lost. Uh, audience audience <laughs> member. Kept. So whenever it would say there's a customer on the first floor, it would mean they were shoplifting. They only call you a customer if you are doing Ooh, something you should not. Code. So any shoplifters, up. if you hear customer, they caught you. <laughs> no. But yeah, that place was horrifying. But yeah, okay. So, yeah. so what was so bad about Friendlies? Um, you know, it was just. It's called Friendlies. Oh my god. <laughs> it, well, first of all, I was. 17, which, you know, any yeah. any job you have when you're 17 is probably going to be awful. Sure. Um, but it was just like they they like automatically hated everybody who came in the door like like the management did. Okay. So like they would they would just assume <laughs> that you as the staff person would like we're going to rip them off in some way. Which so they you would, did. Which you which did. Which I did. <laughs> now, how did you, as the staff which person, did. how did and you I, rip I stole off a lot of ice cream. Lizzie helped herself uh, to the softer. I was working with a, with my best friend at the time, and he and I would spend our days um, <laughs> swiping ice cream. Oh. Just, just downing. We'd make these tiny sundaes out of, like, the little, like, you know when you order a salad, you get the little salad dressing yeah. makeup. We'd take those and we'd, like, Make tiny Sundays and That's just like adorable. line them up and shoot. <laughs> <laughs> those, those, um, those little cups add up. Fill them up, yeah. Fill them up with a uh, with caramel. But the thing that made oh me God. that made this so um, so it made me sugar. feel so good about this. Yeah. Oh, well, that was the sugar oh, rush, the constant <laughs> sugar <laughs> rush. You're like, I love this. I love it. This is amazing. <laughs> no, it it felt just because the and it certainly was not, but. Uh, but it felt just because they made us do this training where we spent like two days at like the Radisson in Darien, Connecticut or something. Nice. <laughs> where they basically, we had like workshops where they showed us how to scoop the ice the ice cream yeah. so that it was like a shell of ice cream and it was hollow on the inside. Yeah. How to, how so to we they trained you how to fuck people over. Yes. Oh my God. They said this is how you are supposed to scoop the ice cream so that the, so that the patron so they don't um, get a full scoop. does not get a full scoop. And and so it looks like they're getting more, but they would like freeze it really creepily and be like, "But you're you're actually giving them a better deal because that's what we do at Friendlies." And you'd be like, "No, God, what's happening?" And then like that's if horrifying. you got caught putting an extra cucumber on someone's salad because it was like seven cucumbers on the salad, yeah, yeah. If you put eight on there, you get like a demerit. A demerit. Yes. <laughs> nice. Whatever they call them. Jesus, um, I haven't had a demerit since like second grade. <laughs> you. They totally kept track on like. 
it, it was just, it was it's awful. It's a corporation, but who had the last laugh? There's no more friendlies. Are That's they? right! Are they really? That's because Lizzie it's ate it's them over. out of business. <laughs> no, I, I was a terrible waitress. I, I will never be a waitress again for my whole life. Okay, so uh, what is your zombie apocalypse escape plan? Who would you want with you and why? And you can either answer this together collectively or like if you want like the mother feather escape plan or separately. I've thought about this a lot. Nice, okay. That's probably why I'm going to stick with you and, and Liam. <laughs> okay, yeah, all right. If anybody so. knows anything about the zombie apocalypse, it's Lizzie and her super geeky boyfriend. <laughs> it's true. It's true. We've, we've studied up on this. Excellent. <laughs> I have World War Z and I have, good, uh, good I have Zombie uh, Survival Guide up there, too. Reddit. Okay, good. So Anne's sticking with that. So what is the plan? Um, I think Anne would this be useful be to me in some way. I'm not sure how. <laughs> to throw Anne's to a fighter. Zombies. <laughs> <laughs> Just zombie bait. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, no, I've, I've, I mean, what's my plan? It kind of depends on where I am when this goes down. Brooklyn, New York City, you know. Where you are. Yeah. 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 Like, uh, yeah. I mean, Brooklyn. Yeah. Brooklyn's tough. Yeah. It's really. <laughs> it is. So you got to think really, about you're, it. Yeah. You're just going to get cornered and sure. there's, there's a lot of stairs and you know, those zombies, they, they pile up on each other and True. they, they can get high up. They can pile up the stairs. Yeah. Huh? Um, you know, I, I did a... God, I just... I have a very long answer about this. Um, <laughs> That's okay. This is this is what we're talking this about. Is <laughs> the really important stuff. Absolutely. Um, I was lucky enough to rehearse uh, for a long a while out in uh, in Jersey City at a place called the uh, Mana Contemporary Center. Okay. Or Man Mana Contemporary. Anyway, it's an amazing complex. Um, that I never knew about before, and I'm glad I know about now. Cool. Um, it will protect you. Because it will protect me in the event of zombie apocalypse. Um, Excellent. They have these amazing, um, these these huge warehouses. And any, anyway, what am I what am I saying? Um, in the event of a zombie apocalypse, I think what I would want to do is, um, you know, gather supplies. Sure. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm talking like non-perishables. Of course. As, as many as possible. <laughs> and um, a lot of jerky, yeah. A lot of jerky. Um, a lot, you know, the kind of weapons that don't require batteries or or any kind of yeah. Um, yeah. Um, you never have to reload electric. a blade. Exactly. You know, things that make fire are, are also good. Sure. Uh, and uh, and basically, um, you know, one of the most important things that I've that I've learned is uh, get out of the car, get onto the bike. Definitely. You know, you got to be in good shape because yeah, yeah. cars gonna run out of gas. Exactly. Zombies aren't. So you got to be able to pedal. Aiko's good for that. I Maybe we should get a tandem bike so you can do all the <laughs> Just sidecar for you. Yeah. Nice. Um, okay. Yeah. Bike and with a sidecar for Liam. And hole up in a place where we can maybe have some removable stairs. Definitely. New Jersey seems like a probably a good place for that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, excellent. That's why you're laughing now, Anne. But as soon as the shit comes out, you're, you're gonna like, be uh, hey, Liz, remember when I was laughing about all this stuff? <laughs> I'll take it back. Take it back. <laughs> um. Okay. And tell me a joke. Mm. Oh God, don't okay. start this. <laughs> oh yeah, you're next. Oh no. Oh yeah. Uh, I only uh, know one joke. Guy. Guy goes to the doctor. He's like, Doc, Doc, I'm freaking out. I'm freaking out. One day, one day I'm a TP. The next day I'm a wigwam. Next day TP. Next day wigwam. TP wigwam. Day after day after day TP wigwam. The doc's like. Man, you gotta relax. You're too tense. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Liz. Um. 
High five. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> What's brown and sticky? A stick! Also. Excellent. Classic. Um, okay, so that was, you know, that was all the, you know, the ether kind of floaty around thing. Now, let's get specific. Uh-huh. Let's get specific. Very first and most important question regarding Mother Feather. Have either of you had sexual intercourse on a trampoline? Some more high fives around. Okay. <laughs> awesome. This is only audio. Sure, so, right, right, right. You know, people are just going to hear high fives and they'll be like, what does that mean? That's awesome. So now, the history of Mother Feather. Lay it out. You've probably gone over this several times. Yeah, oh. you've got your sound bites. Yeah. <laughs> well, the trampoline was a big part of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, sad, sad, songstress leaps into her own power and uh, elicits all of her, it enlists, not elicits, enlists <laughs> all of her... Yeah. All of her BFFs to take them to rock glory. Something. That's the same. I take like take that. Take her to rock glory. Yeah. Thanks, my editor. <laughs> <laughs> so, do Just you ever actually do you write songs on the trampoline? Yes, I have written songs on the trampoline. Excellent. Good. Again, these are all things that like. I'm hoping the answer is yes. And if not, I would feel a little bit yeah. like, oh, okay then. <laughs> yeah. Trampoline. Bicycle. What about like Shower. a, a gravitron? <laughs> oh man, that's a that would be a challenge. What? That would be awesome. You got to focus on like n- on like not, <laughs> not losing your not shit. Barfing. But the idea of like trying to write a song on that, <laughs> I feel like you get some crazy shit out of that. Oh, like an amusement park. You should go to yeah. Rye Playland sometime hmm. and just like you know bring oh, like wow. a little self recorder or whatever. Mm. I think I think movement in general inspires uh, uh, songs and you can sort of hear your own your own. Hear the voices in your head. Yeah. I don't know, you can hear your own shit. And you can hear the energy, mm -hmm. too. Yeah, yeah. Like, if you wrote something standing, you know, in a dark room, it would probably sound like it came out standing in a dark room. Or even if it sounded really energetic, it might just, you know, you're phoning it in. Yeah. But the fact that you're creating kinetic music while you're doing kinetic things, it definitely comes through. Absolutely. So as far as the the sound and the style, well, as far as the sound, you've heard to it as popcock rock, which totally totally self-explanatory. Like... I think so. Absolutely. It's exactly what it is. Yeah. Um, so as far as the sound itself, sometimes it's kind of a little I'm hearing a little Franz Ferdinand over here. I'm maybe a little Red Hot Chili Peppers over mm-hmm. here. Like what? To me, it's like yeah. uh, I wanted riffy rocking, rock and roll, um, but I also like really love jangly female fronted 90s music sure uh it was important that i could dance and also i was listening to a lot of hip-hop and and poppy dance music around the time i wrote sort of the first crop of mother feather songs so i think all of that stuff is in there uh yeah so that's why i think a song like beach house sounds really different from Mother feather. Yeah. But, but there's still a there's still a through line. Definitely. Yeah. I totally hear my taste through all of it. And then um, I hear the band's taste too through all of it. And I think that the band has really good taste, so Sure. And that's something that really comes out like when you're listening to it both live and, and the E P is that 
there's nothing that doesn't stand out. It's not like it's not like yeah, the vocals, bass, and guitar are good, but I don't know, the drums are just there. Right. They're like everything has its chance to shine. Everything is kicking the shit out of you at the exact same time. Mm, right. And it's yeah. Um, That's the thing about new music too, right? Is like it's hard. I mean, it's possible, I suppose, to come up with something that hasn't been done before. But I'm not really interested in that. I think what's cool is when you when you do hear people's influences mm, sure. and what what those influences are. Yeah. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Because at the same time, if you're if you sit down and just smacking your head against the wall, got to make something new. Got to make something new. Like, I mean, we all did the theater thing. I think Matthew McGuire was the one who said that. Um, what was it like? He's the one that blew my mind with. There's only eight stories, mm. or something, or whatever. Thirteen stories, and right. every single your favorite movie, your favorite book is all just a That's permutation right. of these thirteen original things. Yeah. Yep. There's always so much good new stuff coming out. Like people just yeah seem if, to if be able to put it, those yeah. together in, if not new, fabulous and interesting and beautiful yeah. ways. So I don't know. That's that's heartening. Um, as far as the uh, the style, I mean, to call it glam, that's a cop out, because it's not it's not just glam, you know. And like the makeup isn't so far over the top, and it's very specific, mm. you know. So you guys glam, have the eyes. I, yeah, I sort of like shy away from glam because to me, uh, glam is very uh, like era specific, absolutely very sort of dated, um, and the band is not really like. It's not a. It's not a throwback. Yeah, and it's not glam rock. Yeah, it's not glam rock exactly. Yeah, um, I, I watched some TED uh, talk about the idea of what is glamorous, though, and it sort of made me reappreciate that that term. Um, Maybe we're glamorous, not glam. We are glamorous. Oh we are God. very glamorous. Um, to me, it's like the the whole ethos of the band and the music is so much larger than life. Mm -hmm. uh, it's like bigger. It's bigger than. Than Lizzie and Anne sure. chilling, recording a podcast. It's like it's it's epic, you know. It yeah. is uh, so you can't you can't. I mean, I am wearing a really fucking fabulous outfit right now, You're but I would not wear I would not wear it on stage for a Motherfeather show. And there's something about just like stepping into your suit and mm -hmm. wearing something that makes you feel fucking awesome and wild. It's what and superheroes do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So actually, going into that, you don't actually have stage personas as far as like you know, you're Anne Courtney on the stage, you're you're Lisa Karina on the stage. Yeah. But do you have like, you just said like you are putting on the suit. Is there some sort oh. of a detachment? Do you or did you ever say like you know, this is you know, this is a different Anne. It's it's interesting. Actually, somebody asked me when I said that we were coming here to do this interview. They asked if I was gonna prefer, if I if I was gonna do it in character, and I said, "Motherfucker, there's not a character." <laughs> Especially <laughs> for people who know you guys. And people say that too when I like when I'm tending bar. Mm -hmm. uh, people say, "Oh, you're so different." Yeah, it's like, "Oh, it's your alter ego on stage." I'm like, "No, this is my alter <laughs> ego here," you know. Me saying, "Hi, what can I get for you?" Yeah. is that's a character to me. Mother Feather is 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 the greatest, most awesome version of myself. It's the epitome of Anne. It is. It is. Yeah, it's Anne cranked up to eleven. Eleven, <laughs> exactly. It's like 
me at my most ferocious and me at my most vulnerable and me at my most beautiful, fearless, righteous self. So that, it's not a character. It's a, it's a, it's an amp up. Sure. Mm. Do you find um, that you access this, this other Anne, this amped Anne, in other situations when you're not on stage? Like, is it, is it? Triggered by rage or passion or something like some some guy I don't know knocks knocks into you spill your coffee like you get that <laughs> you get mother Do they feathered, get mother and, feathered? and just um, like scream right in his face or something like a high C or something. Maybe maybe it's an artistic place to <laughs> to put all of those feelings. I also think it's a very positive. Yeah, it, like that's sort of one of the parameters for mother feather is that it's a positive place. Absolutely. And that there's no there's nothing uh, self-deprecating or 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 demeaning about uh, about it. So, I guess rage I don't know. It, maybe not rage, maybe no, passion. No, yeah, rage is passion. not right. Yeah. It's a it's a it's a safe, beautiful, positive place for passion. Mm. Okay. And that, that's one thing that absolutely, I mean, I think at this point, I've heard the EP and I watched some of the live videos, so I've heard Natural Disaster, yeah. um, Egyptology, mm-hmm. um, and there's not, there is nothing, you know, down about it. Like, even if it is, maybe sounds a little darker, it's not dark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But so, And that's something that actually kind of lends into that, like, there's so much, it's not even aggression, it's just energy, but like, again, up to 11, yeah. that it's it's sort of like this this assault, and there's, there's, there's a sexuality to it, but it's not like, look at us, we're girls, it's almost like pure sex without gender. Yeah. Like, specifically, with, totally. with the first two tracks, with Trampoline and 747, if a guy had written that, it wouldn't be as interesting. But the fact, you know, like, that almost like that gender reversal, you know, like, you know, I'll be your king and, like, you know, get into my cockpit. Like, a woman saying that, it's almost like, God, it sounds so stupid to be like, you know, I'm woman, hear me roar. But it's almost like, kind of like, switching a gender role, motherfucker. Like, what's, so were you sitting there, how did did that come about? The whole, you know, aggressive gender reversal? Uh, I think that has always appealed to me, uh gender uh, is something that has always interested me, especially since uh, puberty in Pakistan, where I felt like uh, gender was just so heightened and so so real. Um, Did you have to wear a burqa? I did not have to wear a burqa, no. No, I did not. Um, I had to dress modestly, but I I have an older brother who was very uh, who was very free uh, when I lived in Pakistan, and I felt very, very chained. <laughs> um, yeah, it was just, it, it was extremely heightened. Um, you got ogled all the time. Yeah, yeah, just like in New York City. Yeah. Um, Guys, people who are as attractive as us. <laughs> I know. It is I know. so hard, hard being stuff. beautiful, it's guys. Really is. We it's know really how hard. good we look. Thank you in advance. No need to tell us. No need to tell us. We have mirrors. Yeah. A lot of mirrors. Um, so I think there's a lot of that in there. Uh, yeah, I don't know. And my favorite, my favorite females do that too. PJ, mm-hmm. case in point. Um, uh, you know, one one thing about um, like the gender 
the gender idea is like it feels less like we or for me that I'm um, like doing something masculine mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and more that I'm doing something very confident yeah it's very free it's yeah confidence. and that yeah. sort of translates to people as masculine because because they don't get it <laughs> I mean it's there's that's nothing, what we're used to seeing yeah right? like, but there's nothing masculine about your appearances and it's not like you guys are wearing business suits like you know you're, you're <laughs> no. dressing you know no as women well we're dressing as women but we're it's garish femininity right yeah and people have said somebody once said uh, that oh mother feather that's the band with the chicks that dress like drag queens I love that. that. So I happy. love that. <laughs> I love that because it's like, yeah, our lips are going to be that much bigger, and and our lashes will be that much longer, and yeah. Yeah. more sparkly, and it, it's it's pretty grotesque, yeah. you know. It is that it, that's, and I could find people almost being freaked out by like the mother feather video, where it's just like it's it's so in your face, and it's yeah. so absolutely like I could see people kind of being like, hey, you know. That's a pretty sexy song, and then it's, or at least you know, Mother Feather isn't as sexy, but you know, like, oh, Trampoline's a pretty sexy song, but it's like these these garish women who are just yeah. like, you know, like you know, you know, yeah, come and bounce on me, and yeah. it's it's almost like ah, <laughs> it's, it's it's like you know, the guys in the street will just be like, hey, you know, they'll just kind of hoot and holler at women, yeah, and it's like they're not expecting the woman to turn around, run up to them, and be like, yeah, ooh, yeah, let's see that dick. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> what would that guy do? You like, know, when I, I saw Peaches years ago oh, at the Bowery Ballroom, and... She opened for Nine Inch Nails. Ugh, yeah. Amazing. I saw her She's at TLA amazing. in Philly. It's an amazing show, yeah. And to me, like, her, you know, talk about, yeah, projecting gender in such a subversive way. Oh, so yeah. smart. And I remember seeing people at this show. It was like a monster truck rally, first of all. It was insane. It was at insane. the Bowery Ballroom. At the Bowery Ballroom. Wow. It was wild. <laughs> and uh, I remember, this was probably like 2002. Yeah. And um, yeah, I just remember people in the crowd being like really turned on and sexed up oh, yeah. about it, which, you know, the music is kind of like sexy, trashy. It's filthy, yeah. It's, it's filthy, like every, every one of her songs throbs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, I didn't... I was like, are you really... Like, is this really... I don't know. It seemed very strange to me because mm. it's so... I don't know. It definitely... It felt cathartic. I mean, I remember when we saw them uh, with a couple people in uh, TLA that, like, two lesbians right next to us just started making out. Like hardcore, yeah. no one else is in the room with us, just making out, yeah. and it's like good for you. Yeah. But at the same time, yeah. it is it's yeah, it's, it it's this unchecked sexuality. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it's, it's like it's like the unfettered sexuality. It's like yeah. you know, in here it doesn't matter if you're making out in public. Like right. in here, like this is it almost this got like bacchanalian. <laughs> yeah, this is a, a safe place to make out with everybody. Yeah, it like it, it almost feels kind of bacchanalian, just yeah, like yeah. you know, you know, when, once you're in here, it's totally cool. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's it's. It's both a little scary and freeing to see that, you know, but then the fact is, is like, is it scary because, you know, I haven't felt that, like, bursting of passion at a show before, you know? Mm-hmm. But yeah, there seems to be a lot of that. Like, even in the, in the live videos, like, people are fucking going insane awesome. for you guys. It's ridiculous. Um, Cockroach catharsis. It really is, That's you know? What mm-hmm. um, So being a band in this climate, the whole, like, DIY music where mm-hmm. anybody with an iPad can potentially make an album yeah. like what is you know how have you guys say aside from actually having talent and doing things well like how have you found a way to get kind of above the sea of I made an album well 
taking a poop today? <laughs> um, we I don't think we've ever thought about that. Uh, Have you? About. I mean, I think everything uh, about this band uh, is very cared for. Sure. So nothing. There's no like, oh yeah, I made a demo on my on my and now I'm gonna fucking stream it on my SoundCloud and you can have it for free and it's click like. <laughs> yeah. You know, very, very thought out, very cared for, and things have taken a really long time too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're just putting out music that was written a, a long time ago, but it's you know, it's been worked on and cared for yeah. and And that comes through. Like nothing about it feels sloppy. Like, it feels like, even if it did take time, yeah. you know, it, you can feel the time in it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Cool. Well, that's that's good. I mean, it, it definitely trips up my, like, impatience yeah. bug, uh, but I think that's also good for me, just to yeah. take my time and make sure it sounds right, and, I mean, it's great. There's no, you know, I get these, like, surges of, like, go, 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 and then it you know, things take a long time, and then yeah. get what you know. But it's good. That's how we sort of have been moving forward. Because hmm. we, I don't know, we don't have a label breathing. De- we don't have deadlines except the ones that we impose upon ourselves. Sure, yeah. Um, but when I get those go go go, that's when I'm like, okay, we are booking these shows, and then you gotta deliver. We are totally doing this in the studio this day. Yep. You know, and it's yeah, it's a juggling act. That's that's always cool. There's always with with creative people. There's always that question I have when, when you have that idea on Monday, why aren't you doing something with it on Tuesday? Like people that just jot stuff down, and it's like, okay, that's my idea notebook. Right. Like, why, why do you why do you have an idea notebook? It's like, just there to die. <laughs> yeah, and then it's like then you find it ten years later, and it's like, yeah, I was gonna write that screenplay, but it's you know, and it, it's harder with things like music because, you know. The upside to this, you know, whatever YouTube culture, like if you have a stupid idea and it's like, I'm going to shoot this right now with my iPhone, you know, but with music, it's like, it has to be written and we have to make sure that everybody can be here today and we have to do this right. We have to do a certain number of takes and like as much as you want to go, 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 you have that like, we have to do this and this and this, Yeah. but it can be really, really frustrating. But the fact that it's, the fact that it's actually happening is, that's the best part of it to say like, that's my song right there. Mm. It used to be an idea in my head. I jotted this on a cocktail napkin. Mm-hmm. And then it's like this Very full fledged thing. Yeah, that's it's oh, wonderful. Yeah. But it, but I think that's also like really can be said about any artistic process. It's Definitely. like there's there there's the satisfaction of seeing it as a thing, but if you're an artist, you part of that satisfaction is taking the journey to make the thing and yeah. seeing it through and Definitely. cultivating it. Yeah. I remember the first time that we, on the way back from um, Metrosonic, actually, in Chris O's car, we listened to the, uh, we listened to what we had tracked with Beach House, which, mm-hmm. you know, I have like a very, that song was written from like a very angsty place and like sort of being there and being like, oh my God, this is, this music sounds like the music that I wanted to make. Oh, fucking awesome. Yeah, feeling. nothing is better when you actually when it's exactly as you wanted it to be. Right, but that took a long ass fucking time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. but it's there. It's shitty that it's shitty that there's things that get in the way of like, well, why can't we just do this? Like oh, paying well, rent. paying rent and living life, life yeah, yeah. itself. I mean, it's yeah. always like you know, 
if I if I didn't have anything else to do, like I would just sit here and just make my weird music. You know, yeah. I would just you know do you know I don't know. There's always that that life getting in the way of things, but you know mm. you need to make that fucking money or else you don't have the electricity to power the computer right. on yeah. which you're recording the shit. It's but that and that's part of the the process of making something because yeah. if you if you're thinking about it as this is what you're here to do and this is your job, yeah. then going to that other thing that makes money is you're actually powering your your work exactly when you do that. And that's why no matter how bad a job is at the end of the day, it's like. Exactly. This is what I'm using. This is this is a tool that I'm using to build what I want to do. Yes. Yeah. Yep. God, creating shit's awesome. It's so good. <laughs> I can stuff. So going off of that, how do you um how do you handle like marketing and stuff? Because I know you guys have like Facebook and Twitter, but like that's always the big question with yeah, kind yeah. of a, a self-made yeah. thing. Like, well, how do you? I think it's it's always been easy because I I love the band and I love the project, and so I mean that was kind of like starting it I knew that I wanted to make something that I could speak about passionately and in in an excited way Mm -hmm. and um yeah so it started with I mean everything like designing the look of the band designing the website designing you know having making flyers like you know I spend hours and hours and hours in Adobe Illustrator and a very outdated version of Adobe Illustrator nice. making pretty much all of the printed visual materials yeah. um, and honestly uh, and also like early on um, I hired uh, this photographer my, my cousin Steve actually he's an amazing photographer did tons of live photos of mm-hmm. us and it was a really wise investment because yeah, those photos are ridiculous. Like that's the best press material ever. Right. Because you like yeah. normally you see a band and it's like okay, it's a dude but it's like, dude. yeah, right. some dudes. I think that guy's hitting a drum. But like yours are just like what the fuck what is the happening fuck? before <laughs> this? What's about to yeah. happen after this? Yeah, like, and it makes you want to see it in it action. Right? Yeah, exactly. To see, you know, I need to understand what the hell's happening here. Right. Like the one shot where everybody's up there and it's just like you lying on your back with your legs up in a V, and it's like. <laughs> Did she fall down? Was this the beginning of the show? Right, the end right. of the show? Like, and I think, and I, so I think that having cousin Steve, who's this amazing, amazing photographer, Steve Meyer, Steve Meyer, Steve Meyer, yeah, cousin, cool. Sorry, cousin Steve <laughs> Meyer, um, was really smart because it brought people out to the shows uh, sure. because they were like, "What's going on?" Yeah. And now, now we have tons of people that shoot at our shows, mm. um, and yeah, just because it that sort of snowballed. Excellent. Um, yeah. Um, have you run into any any major difficulties? Schedules. Schedules. Yes. Just getting five people with yes. lives together on yep. stage. Yep. Yep. And also, um, I mean, for me, you know, because this is my this is my baby, mm-hmm. and I would drop anything to take any opportunity Definitely. that came my way. Uh, the problem is that you know the reality is that we, there. Are four other people in the band who have lives and relationships and you know have their own rent to pay and work, can't, yeah. and, work mm-hmm. and can't 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 do all of those things so yeah. you know yeah okay. that that's that's been the biggest struggle for sure. sure at least like nobody's addicted to ether <laughs> that we know of actually that you know of, yeah. <laughs> um, does get the giggles <laughs> And so on the other side of that, like, thus far, what has been the, like, this is actually happening moment? 
like the very first like okay this is this is no longer just something this is no longer your baby this is your baby for everybody to see in here yeah happens a lot yeah happens, happens a, a lot, lot of moments like that they're like the first time that we saw people doing the choreography in the mirror and everybody like singing wow. along in the crowd was ah oh, I, I get kind of I kind of get goosebumps of course I yeah absolutely that's that awesome that was profound yeah also like I said when we were in the car and I was like oh my god I'm hearing the kind of music that I want to make and is even better than I had dreamed up yeah. by myself Excellent. Um, I'm, I felt like I was expressing myself. Amazing, <laughs> amazing, uh, fucking righteous, you know. Yeah. Um, playing at Bowery Ballroom. Playing at Bowery Ballroom, which is what has been it's the an dream venue. of ours. Yeah. Um, I hit my head. Maybe every time I go there on those the spiky lights. Oh, downstairs. I try to avoid them, <laughs> and I, I usually avoid a couple, uh, but then I'll forget for a second, and like they're not like eye level, so they just kind of like. Oh, right here yeah. on the crown. Yeah. Oh, wait, yeah. It reminds me where I am, and it's like, yeah, Bowery Ballroom. <laughs> I got the head boots. Yeah, I've got some we're good memories there. August, so. Oh, yeah, nice. Yeah. Okay, cool. Mark your calendar. I want to actually see you guys because yeah. I keep I keep not seeing you, and like we everything have, I see you do. Just before then too. So. Excellent. Yeah. Okay, good. Well, I'm the here. The summer of Mother Feather. The yeah. summer of Mother Feather. Finally, with uh, regarding Mother Feather, um, album release plans because yeah. the EP came out in twenty. <clears throat> 20- yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yep. came out mm-hmm. a long time ago. We yeah. have uh, another EP on the way. Awesome. Yes, um, but bef- before that comes out, we're we are putting out a seven-inch <gasps> next month. Excellent. We are releasing a very special limited edition Tiger Blanket Records is putting out um, a seven inch of two of the songs that are going to be on our next EP. Ha- awesome. Actually, half of the EP. Yeah. What we're looking at is another four song EP. Mm-hmm. Um, the Living Breathing EP. And so, yeah, you're going to get two two songs from the Living Breathing EP coming <coughs> out exclusively on vinyl, exclusively from Tiger Blanket Records like next month. I support um, that massively. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. awesome that you're putting out a 7-inch. Yeah. Thanks. Exactly. Cool. Thank you, Tiger Blanket Records. Yeah, go Tiger Blanket. Mm-hmm. Now, Tiger Blanket isn't like a tiger stripe blanket or a blanket made for tigers or of tigers? Well, I guess I, that's I, up to you. I, I Excellent. Okay. I wouldn't feel comfortable defining. I picture tigers wrapped in blankets. Cool. I like that. Personally. Yeah. Wrapped okay. in tiger stripe blankets. Wrapped in tiger stripe blankets, yeah. Or maybe like wrapped in the leopard skin blankets Whoa, just, just to, to freak everybody things? out. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we've reached the very last portion of Digressive Obscenity. <laughs> and this right here is where you guys look through a list of words that I've created, and you each pick one and you define it. Ooh, fun! Define me. Uh, Scrandandamo. Okay. Is, uh, is actually what we're looking at is a list of Scrandandamos. Uh, that yeah. is awesome! Oh my god, you just blew my total fucking mind. It's so meta! <laughs> so so a scrandendimo is a made-up word? It is it is a, a list it's a it's a list of undefined words that you may have never heard before. That that, that are so seeking cool. their definition. That is so fucking cool. Awesome. <laughs> I'm not gonna beat that. <laughs> Scrandendimo, that shit! Oh, God. <laughs> Crebus. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. That's like when uh, 
when somebody's like ogling you and they end up like like writing a little note and like slipping it to Ugh. you on the subway. God. That, that's that's creepus. That is creepus. So fucking awful. <laughs> okay, great. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Okay, so that's that's kind of a definition for the city. <laughs> yes. That's creepus. definitely a New York There's thing. There's so much creepus in New York City. Yeah, like you wouldn't get that in Montana, but like you no. know, yeah, a lot of creepus on the M train today. Yeah. Nice. All right, there you go. All right, guys, that was that was it. Thank you so much. And then, do, do so we win? Um, I'd win. say you win. Yeah, you I'd win. say the people really yes. win because check out this segue. Speaking of winning, um, I'm not going to talk about Charlie Sheen. That was a, not that winning. <laughs> um, so Mother Heather has agreed to to give me a song. Yeah. Mm -hmm. To play afterwards. We're so going to leak a track. I think we should do Living Breathing. I think we should too. Yeah. Living breathing. Okay. Living and breathing. It's about living and breathing. From the forthcoming this EP. This sounds really boring. From the forthcoming EP, <laughs> the living breathing EP. Okay, Li so living breathing EP. No the. So living breathing EP. Is it our is there a comma? So living. Uh, the song has a comma. I think the EP is going to have a slash though. Nice. Just I like, like that. For uh, wait wait forward slash or backslash. Uh, backslash. Okay. All right. Backslash. So wait. No. Wait. no. Forward slash. Forward. Right? If it yeah, points, yeah, if points that down, that's Egu a grave. Yeah, because grave points into the so grave. Forward. Right. Yes. So egu. Yeah, that that way. So that's a front, that's front, slash. front slash. Which way are? But See, which, I would want to call it an upslash. This is really complicated. So okay, yeah. if, we're, if we're looking at it like Maybe this, stick to is it comma or no comma? <laughs> For the yeah, or just an ampersand. Okay, so yeah, that's yeah. okay. I think that's a forward it's slash. A forward slash. It's, slash. Going, it's going forward up. Enough. It's going forward. Okay. But what about like in web addresses are all backslash? But that's what that is. Backslash. Um, that's okay. This one right here, that's going up. That's forward. That's forward slash. That's backslash. Yeah. Okay. So. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> this Lash. is no. This is what the industry is all about. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, um, stay tuned for after the thing because uh, we have. <laughs> A song, Living Breathing, from Living Breathing EP by Mother Feather. Thank you again. Woo! Thank, Thank you, Paul! To pee again. Degressive, obscenity, shit, what was I talking about? I remember just a moment ago I was talking about something and then I forgot what I was talking about because I was distracted by the guy who did the thing. Aggressive obscenity. Shit, what was I talking about?
Lighten up the dance floor, wet and the 